we are continuing with our theme of training for godliness and uh, the idea of the spiritual disciplines. I'm going to be starting sharing a screen with you. And um, I don't know what kind of ideas come to mind when you talk about uh, spiritual disciplines. If you cannot see because you've got those um, screen, little screens on your right hand side of the screen, there is a guy who has totally collapsed on the bottom of some steps there. And when we talk about uh, training for godliness, perhaps we might feel two ways. We, we might feel energized and we're ready to give it a go. And we might feel, oh no, not again. And I said last week, I touched a little bit on the idea that the reason why we feel like that is perhaps because first, maybe we've tried on our own strength. Secondly, because we have had them uh, misrepresented to us. And thirdly, uh, perhaps we, we have not recognized that actually it is God's grace uh, through his Holy Spirit that is, is enabling us to, to train to be godly. And it's, you know, sometimes we have overcomplicated this thing because we, we try to do things and uh, try to arrange things around this idea, what should it look like. But to be godly actually is to be like God. That's what it means. It's simple. It's to be Christ. I'm not saying that the process is simple, but the, the, the idea behind it, the, the concept is, that's what Paul is trying to tell to Timothy, to, to be like Christ, to be Christ-like, to be moving towards God each day and more, each day of his life and more. So I'm going to be reminding you of the first Timothy chapter 4 verses um, 6 um, to 10, and that, those are the verses that we've been working on in the last weeks or so. Um, and, and Paul is writing from a very caring, personal, um, really interest from him as an experienced pastor to somebody who've him, to, to somebody like Timothy, to, to whose the ministry is new, and he's having to deal with all the different challenges. And he's writing that actually ministry is tough, but continue to press on, continue to preach the gospel, continue to model what the gospel means to you. And by doing that, you are showing that you are training for godliness. So the, the passage of 1 Timothy verses 4, sorry, chapter 4, verses 6 to 10. If you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus, one who is nourished by the message of faith and the good teaching you have followed. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle because our hope is in the living God who is the savior of all people and particularly of all believers. 
So when we have spoken in the past, even in personal conversation, the idea of godliness, uh, this is, we can't argue with that. But the question that I'm asking uh, to myself and to you during this time is, are we convinced that we need training? And last week, we looked at the idea that actually it is God's plan for us to be training into godliness and to progress from, to become each and every day and more like Jesus. And training is about repetition and it's not about just becoming a Christian, but it's, it's just repeating and getting to know God through the scriptures and prayers and all the other different um, um, disciplines that I, I have mentioned in the uh, previous weeks. And I said as well that actually this, this experience of us training into godliness, it's bonding with grace. We can't do it on our own strength. We can't do it with our own expertise. We need God's grace to touch us. Now, the, um, two weeks ago, I shared with you a list of questions. And the question number five was, what does discipleship, discipleship look like in the coming weeks and months? What does it look like for us as a church of Cairns Road to become uh, disciples of Jesus? Um, because I say become because um, in the past, perhaps, we have treated discipleship as a one-off process and we are done. But I think discipleship is becoming every day, and it's, it's a process that finishes when we see him face to face. What does discipleship look like in the coming weeks and months? What does discipleship look like post-COVID-19? What does it mean for us to be followers of Jesus during this time and in the coming um, days and months? What does it mean for us to, to disciple our young people, our children, the new Christians, one another into this coming weeks and months? I think we, we get excited about evangelism and it's great. You know, I'm an evangelist by, by heart. I have no problems with that. But I think we focus so much on that, that, that we kind of um, not give the similar significance to encouraging people to become each and every day like Jesus. Uh, today, we're going to look at the continuation of the same passage, so of uh, 1 Timothy chapter uh, 4, and we're going to be looking at verses 11 till verses 16. Uh, for those of you who have got your Bibles uh, open, um, I'm reading from um, Jill's version, the New Living Translation, where, again, Paul continues to exhort uh, Timothy to be continuing to train uh, for godliness. And he says, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on the reading of the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. 
Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into the, your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. May God's name be blessed through the public reading of his word. As we have been um, kind of scratching the surface um, on the theme of training for godliness, um, I've come up with this um, idea that I've had a, a few um, metaphors, and one of the metaphors that I've had is this marathon. And uh, I've got a good friend of mine who actually was planning to uh, run for uh, an ultramarathon. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Comrades. It's a, a marathon that is run each year. And this year would have been run on the 14th of June, but because of the COVID-19, it was cancelled. Um, it's interesting if you've got a chance to look later on, don't do it now, um, on the uh, landscape of this marathon. is run in South Africa, is, is 56 miles um, long, um, almost 90 kilometers. And um, actually... Um, I, I was speaking to this friend of mine and because I was talking about this, this theme. And um, ever since uh, the moment he heard that uh, COVID-19 um, had kicked in and uh, it was nearly uh, to the point of being cancelled and then it got cancelled, um, he stopped training. He was training really, really hard. I remember one day on a rainy day, um, I took him to Portis Heads. We had a coffee at the marina there. And then he said to me, well, you can leave me here now. I'm going to run back on a, on a terrible rainy day. And then on the way back, he found himself facing two big puddles of water that he had to walk through. Uh, I could see this friend of mine's commitment. And he really wanted to do it because he, he's passionate about the charity that he supports. And he really wanted to do it. He was really persistent on the text. He had the goal. The goal was the 14th of June when he ran those 56 miles. And actually, uh, I asked him, I said, how did you feel about training? And he was telling to me, to me that every morning it was dark and miserable and wet when he went and did his uh, practice, his, his exercising in Portbury, he did not think of the miserable, rainy, dark uh, winter days, but he, he had the 14th of June in the mind, the day that he was going to, to, to race for this ultra marathon, the day that he was going to really pursue what he, what he really wanted to do so the moment he said he dropped uh, the, the the goal dropped off his radar then he stopped training um, unfortunately 
again, the, the, as I said, this marathon was cancelled, but also he said that ever since he heard the news of the cancellation, he has not run a single mile. And I, I, just, I just think of this, and I want to bring that into, into this analogy and this challenge that Paul is setting for Timothy and this challenge that God is setting for us to be training for godliness, that if we lose sight of we becoming every day and more like Jesus, if we lose sight of godliness, if we lose sight of Christ-likeness, if we... Um, lose sight of God onwardness, if that's a word, uh, then I think probably we are going to drag along uh, with these things. We're going to drag along with our scripture reading, scripture intake. We're going to be uh, dragging along with prayer. We're going to be dragging along with servicing. We're going to be dragging along with other disciplines. And the, the challenge for us here is that what a better time in the history of the church and in the UK now and, and in the coming months, what a better time for us, the disciples of Jesus, is to reevaluate our spiritual uh, disciplines, to evaluate our training for godliness. The question that I have for myself and for you is, if I had somebody to watch me for one week, for seven days, about how am I training for godliness, what would they make of me? Because the question that I have is, are we training for godliness? How are we training for godliness? And there's four, four um kind of things, four kind of ideas that come from this passage that, that Paul is really challenging um, and is exhorting and encouraging and, and really behind Timothy to look, to look at, at this importance of the scripture. Look at the way that he talks about it in, in verse, you know, um, is it verse... Uh, 13 it talks about second timothy as well that that look look at the way that you hear you read and you study the scriptures so in order for us to be looking like jesus we need to look at jesus we need to be trained by jesus we need to look at the manual that jesus has provided for us to be trained and we have no other place to do that other than the scriptures itself. We have no other place to do it other than the gospels themselves. We have no other place to go and learn about the trainer and the manual other than, you know, the, the Bible. We have got this book. We've got it in our language. And again, it's not just reading it for the sake of reading, as I've expressed in the previous weeks, that we just... Uh, go and do our exercise, we've read this and this and this passage. But no, we come with that eagerness and hunger to be listening to what God has been saying, to be hearing, to be reading a little bit more, and to have that appetite to study. We, we're going to have an opportunity in the next two weeks when we're going to continue to exercise. Nicola Feather is going to be leading us into 
two evenings where we have an opportunity to hear, to read, to study uh, God's words. Um, this friend of mine, whenever he started training, he asked somebody who is a very, very good um, runner, a very experienced runner, to run with him. And uh, this guy watched the way he ran. He um, took a video of the way he ran and he advised him of all the things that he needed to, to, to address while he was uh, running and while he was preparing for this ultra marathon. And again, we need to go back to the scriptures. I can't overemphasize that enough. Uh, we, we are bombarded with information. There is so many blogs. There is so many podcasts. There is so many things that, and those are going to be endless because that's the day and age that we live in. But the way that we know the heart of God for us is by spending time knowing the trainer's heart for us and the manual that he has given to us, the scriptures. The other thing that um, Paul is kind of encouraging Timothy is that actually this idea of the spectacle, this idea of demonstration, that actually if we have spent time with a trainer, if we have spent time with a manual, if we have followed guidance, then there is elements of our lifestyle, there's elements of our love, there's elements of our faith and purity that are going to be by default, the norm. They're not just going to be things that we just like to pursue to, but actually the reason why we have this love for these people, the reason why we have faith, the reason why we are really pursuing for pure lives, the reason that we've got such a lifestyle is because we have met with Jesus and we have met with his words and our hearts are being transformed by that. But also, it's important to know, and this is what, what um, Tim, Paul is telling Timothy, and the analogy that uh, I had from my friend uh, who is, uh, who's meant to, to run this ultramarathon, is the significance of knowing your strength and your weaknesses. Knowing that actually, if that's a weak area of yours, then you need to be diligent. And if that's your strength, is again, be diligent with that. And there is an opportunity here as we train for godliness to know what are our weaknesses and how we're going to address them by bringing them to the trainer and bringing them to the training manual and how are our strengths, what are our strengths and how are we going to model those strengths so then we become contagious. And verse 15 says, throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. So I'm afraid as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as disciples, our lives is not a closed book. Our lives is an open book. Our lives need to be marked by Christ. Otherwise, we're not pursuing Christ-likeness. Our lives need to be marked by God. Otherwise, we're not pursuing godliness. We're not training for it. So the encouragement that I have got today is that as we endorse God's grace, as we endorse God's path of mercy, as we, as we endorse this opportunity that we have to be helped by his spirit, not to do this on our strength, let's make it a commitment in our hearts 
that we are going to pursue this godliness, even though we may have got a kind of divided feelings about it. I want to urge you, I want to pray for you, and I want to commit to pray for you, and I want to ask you to pray for me as well as we look into training for godliness. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you that you are an amazing God. And thank you that our training for godliness is your design, is your will, is what you want from us. It's what you expect from us. And Lord, as we go into this week, I pray that we will pay attention to the Bible intake, to the trainer, Jesus, our trainer intake. And we are going to pursue, to honor you with our lifestyle, with our love, with our faith and purity. Lord, make us aware of our strengths and weaknesses and help us, Lord, to, to, to bring them to you and ask you, Lord, to help us to throw ourselves in. So, Lord, would you walk with us? Would you give us a hand? Would you give us that refreshing bottle of water as we are training each day and more for you, for your glory, for your sake. In Jesus' name, amen.